Today's scripture lesson comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 32, verses 22 through 31. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Penuel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him, and he passed Penuel, limping because of his limp because of his hip. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So here Jacob is again, alone in the middle of the night, just like he was when we left him in last week's scripture. In that scripture, Jacob was leaving his family home, fleeing the wrath of his brother Esau, whom he had angered to the point that Esau had threatened to kill him. Since that night when Jacob dreamed of angels ascending and descending, a ladder to heaven, and he heard God speak blessing over him. Jacob has spent many years in the home country of his mother. He has married twice, plus he has two concubines, servants of his two wives. He has at this point fathered 11 sons and one daughter. And he has played a game of back-and-forth trickery and deceit with his father-in-law over the years, which has, at least in part, led to Jacob and his household being on the road, traveling in reverse the path Jacob had taken years earlier when he came to Haran from Canaan. Despite the years that have passed and the bridges burned that have led Jacob and his family and belongings to be on the road away from home. Despite knowing that he could no longer stay near his in-laws, he is uncertain still what he will find when he is once again in the land of his brother. 
He is so worried, in fact, that he has sent some ahead of their large party to let Esau know that Jacob is returning. Frighteningly, the message they return to Jacob with is that Esau is coming to meet them with 400 men in tow. This does not sound good. Jacob prays to God for protection, but he also takes action as he always has. He divides his people and his animals into two groups, hoping that if one is attacked by Esau and his men, that the others will be spared. He also chooses some animals and puts them in separate herds, and he sends them ahead of the rest of the group with servants who are instructed to tell Esau that these are gifts to him from his brother Jacob. Then he sends his closest family his wives and concubines and children, across the stream, and he stays behind. Alone again in the middle of the night, with nothing to keep him company except for his fears and his worries. This is not like the last time he lay down to sleep in the wilderness between his two homes, because there is much more at risk than the last time. Suddenly, Jacob is set upon by a man. Is it Esau taking advantage of the cover of night to make good his promise to kill his brother? As the wrestling goes on until the break of day, Jacob knows this is not his brother. The man has touched his hip and dislocated it, yet Jacob will not give up. He will not let the man go, not without a blessing, and a blessing he receives, as well as a new name. For it is God who has come to Jacob in his darkest night. He wrestles with Jacob as Jacob wrestles with worry. God does not let Jacob go, recognizing in this one who was named Jacob, one who grasps the heel deceiver. God recognizes in Jacob a man who has lived into a new name, and he is declared by God to be Israel, one who has striven or wrestled with God and with humans and has prevailed. Israel walks away limping, forever marked by this encounter with God, both physically and spiritually. God came to Jacob in his night of worry and anxiety and wrestled with him there. Not unlike the challenge God threw before Abraham years ago asking him to sacrifice his precious son, God checks the metal of another of his chosen ones and finds him too up to the test. Jacob walks away injured but alive, which is way more than could be expected of an encounter with God. Jacob had struggled for years with his brother, his father-in-law, his wives, and just the night before with God. 
Jacob experienced dark, lonely nights and found that God was always there. Jacob was strong and wily and would not give up, and God recognized these things in the new name given to him, a name that would be the name of a nation of chosen people, a people who would often find themselves limping in the wake of their struggles with humans and with God. These were all people who, like Jacob, would find that their faith would not take their struggles away, but which would ready them for the battles they must fight if they would just hold tight to God as Jacob had. Jacob walks away with a new name and a renewed blessing only to see his brother quickly approaching with those 400 men. And they stood between him and his return to his homeland. However, to his surprise, the battle between them is over before it even begins. They will not struggle. They will not war. There is no bloodshed. And Esau will not even accept the gifts extended to him. Instead, Esau gives Jacob and his household something. A warm welcome and grace. Jacob, understandably, is amazed at this reception, and he declares that seeing Esau's face is like seeing the face of God, and he would know. They will part ways, Esau to the land of Seir and Israel to Canaan. Struggle is momentarily behind Israel, and the way is cleared for his homecoming to the promised land a homecoming God had promised years ago in a dream beneath Jacob's ladder. Kent Dobson reflects on this wrestling match between God and Jacob and connects it to our own experiences writing, the night match is an essential dimension of the human experience of seeking God. We all have and will have a dark night of the soul. We all have a past, we all have broken relationships, we all stand alone on the shore, we all desire to come home. Thankfully, when we take up the name of Jesus, we are adopted into this family of the chosen, the family of Abraham and Isaac and Israel. We are the chosen ones belonging to a God who is there for us who is always with us. For this is a God who comes to us in our dark nights, willing to wrestle with us through our struggles and doubts, strengthening us for all that we face in life, prepare, preparing us, holding us, loving us, naming us, blessing us, welcoming us home. So, may we be people who never let go of God, always remembering the blessings he has given and always hearing him remind us of them every time we are in doubt. May we be strong and always prepared for each new day's dawning, knowing that the spirit of the living God is within each of us. And may we be people who proudly bear the name of Jesus Christ 
as we go into the world giving warm welcome and grace to everyone we meet, for there are no chance encounters in our journey. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we see how you drew even closer to Jacob in his night of worry and anxiety. Your wrestling with him, one who would not give up, who would not let you go, prepared him for what was to come. Help us to know that you are there for us always. You are ready to struggle and wrestle with us as we go through our hardest times. And in these encounters, these true blessings that you have given us, we are strengthened and prepared and always, always held tight in your grasp. Thank you, Lord, for your presence and your strength and your grace. In your son's name, we pray these things this morning. Amen.